Blog Talk Radio. The overcoming imagination, your divine creative faculty of visualization imagination should be used justly, just, only to create perfect good for yourself and everyone. The king that sits on the throne scatters the evil with his eyes by seeing just, just God, good love. The Bible tells us that the just shall live by faith. And so maybe you've been asking, well then who are the just? The just are those who see and believe just. Just God. Good. Love. And of course we know that justice is just as you believe. So be it unto you. A lot of people have no idea what justice is. They're going around saying this isn't fair. That isn't just. Oh yeah. It may not look like justice. Why is it please? But everything is what? Just as you believe. The poor are poor because it is just no way to get as they believe. According to your faith, so be it unto you. So you see, we have to learn to use our creative faculty of imagination. How? Just. Just to see God good love. This is practicing spiritual justice. Here is an affirmation. And I'm going to have you repeat it after me. I see the highest and the best and about myself, everyone and everything. We're going to do this again because this is using the imagination in a just way. My mic is muted. I see the highest and the best for and about myself, everyone, and everything. This is using the imagination justly. This will take some working at for some of us. The highest and the best is the truth and the reality of myself, everyone, and everything. So when you see the highest and the best for yourself, realize you are seeing what the truth. And get in the habit of imagining and visualizing the highest and the best. See yourself in the realization and the demonstration of God, perfect good, perfect love. A king who sits on the throne is the man, the mind who knows, occupies and exercises his position of divine power of imagination. To see and to compel things to be right as he wills. Setting was off. Wow. A king who sits on the throne is the man, the mind, who knows, occupies, and exercises his position of divine power of imagination to see and to compel things to be right as they will. Actually, we are all compelling our experience to be such as it is. Whatever your experience is, you are compelling it. 
to be that way. You're compelling it to be that way by what you believe about yourself, what you say about yourself, what you feel about yourself, and what you see about yourself. I'd like to mention again a particular belief of mind that I have concerning the way the mind works. I believe that on the subconscious level, when a thought, when a belief registers with the subconscious, I believe that it registers as feeling. We verbalize words. We speak them verbally. We say, I am rich. That's what? Verbal. We visualize, imagine, and see ourselves as being what? Rich. That's visional. But now at the deepest of the deepest of levels comes the feeling nature, the emotional level. And the subconscious receives impressions ultimately as what? Feeling. That's why I use the title for one of my series. Feeling gets the blessing. This is very important. So I want you to remember what the ultimate purpose of your praying, your affirming, your visualizing and your verbalizing is. Induce a certain feeling. And you have not successfully affirmed or visualized or verbalized until what you are verbalizing, visualizing, and affirming or praying gets down to the level of the deepest feeling nature. Isaac the blind father, as the subconscious was styled in this case, you know, the Bible never says but one thing, but it says that one thing in so many different ways. You see, the theologians just don't understand that. They're still on this Esau and Jacob thing where it was a dirty deal between brothers. That is not what it's trying to show us. It's the subconscious at this particular point being styled as a blind father and he depended upon feeling to identify his son. Come close, my son, that I may feel you. This tells us a number of things. One is that whenever we pray, we must call the good that we are praying for, the good that we desire, we must call it close to us that we may feel it. In other words, the Father is blind as to who it is. The Father does not care if you feel right. The Father does not care whether it's the right boy or the wrong boy. If he feels right. You see, there are laws in the universe that are above the laws of matter and above the laws of what is even called human justice. In this case, the law may be said to be just as you feel. The theologians and the sociologists will tell us that it was a dirty thing for Jacob to take Esau's blessing. That's not what the mystic writer is dealing with at all. He is dealing with feelings. And he's making this ridiculous analogy to simply show you how the law of feeling supersedes every other law. 
The law of feeling is above every other law. At the very bottom line, it's come close, my son, that I may feel you. It tells us also that whenever we come to the Father, the source of all good, the source of all blessing, we must make ourselves feel exactly like the one who is entitled to the blessing. The story also shows us that Jacob's mother, again, this is subconscious intuition. You see, you've got a wise mother in you. <laughs> Yes, you have. You have within you the wisdom of the ages, divine intelligence. Jacob's mother was Rebecca, and it is said that she favored the younger boy. And so while the older boy was out hunting the venison, she began to give him the secret. And she said, son, your brother's clothes are in my house. Now, what is that trying to tell you? That you have within you what you need to make yourself feel like you ought to feel to get the blessing that you want. So subconscious intuition said to him, put on your brother's clothes. Your brother's hairy. So take some kid skin and wrap around your arm so that you'll feel right to the Father. You'll feel like the one that's entitled to the blessing. I hope I can make you see this. The Father's blind. He does not judge. The Bible says the Lord does not see as a man sees. <laughs> so, Jacob dressed himself in his brother's clothing or in the feeling nature of the one who was entitled to the blessing. This is what you've got to do. You've got to dress yourself in the feeling nature of the one who deserves the blessing that you desire. That's why you have to get rid of all this undeservedness. That's why I told you last week, and some of you, if you didn't get rid of it yet, go back to that Lord's Prayer tape and go back to the tape and the lesson about forgiveness. And you forgive yourself until you feel like you are forgiven and you deserve all of God's goodness. He dressed himself in the feeling nature of the one who was entitled. You see, that's what you've got to feel. You must feel, I am entitled to the blessing. Let me hear you say it. Again. Again. You have got a dress in that raiment. I'm entitled to it. I'm worthy. I'm the son who deserves it. And he went into the father. The father had a rather short conversation with him. Are you my very son Esau? And he said, I am. Wow, what a mystic secret. What does that mean? You see, this tells you that the father the source of all good, the source of all blessing, is continually asking you one question. Who are you? Who are you? And that's the time when it is said, let the weak say, I'm strong. Because you're talking to the Father. And you see, the Father makes you whatever you say you are. The Father confirms you in the identity of whoever you say you are. Who are you? And again, the mystic writer is trying to show us. You see, the theologian said he lied. No, he didn't. That is not what he's trying to show you. He's trying to show you the power of I am. Whatever I say I am, I am that I am.
Are you my very son Esau? He could have said, no, no daddy. I, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you have got to say, verbally, visionally, emotionally, on the deepest feeling level, you have got to say that you are the one that you wish to be. You got to say it. You got to feel it. You got to make yourself feel like that to the Father. Come close, my son, that I may feel you. Yeah, you don't sound like him, but you feel like him. That's what gets the blessing. Now, this is the purpose. I want to be redundant about this because I want, I want you to use this. You see, we have to know what the end product, you know, it's just like this Lord's Prayer business. People misused that for many years. It was just something to recite. No, it is not. There is an end result that you're seeking. And that end result is what? To make yourself feel right to the Father. To make yourself feel that you are the one who is entitled to the good that you deserve. The Father felt it and he said, I am. But I get excited when I, when I say that the Father is always asking you, who are you? And it is true. Do you know every moment of time, the Father is asking you who you are? And you can change just as fast as you can change your answer. Some of you reach a little high and catch that. Be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. Just as fast as you can change your answer. Who are you? You see, this is self-identification. The Father gives us, the Father gives every man, every mind, the privilege of saying who he is. That's why you can't blame anybody else. That's why this is just us. <laughs> just as you say. It isn't right for them to be so rich and for us to be so poor. You got just us. You got just as you say. So by means of visualization, which is a very strong and a very powerful power that you have, you can compel things to be right. You can compel things to be as you will. You can be as the song says, they all shall sweetly obey my will. Imagination, visualization is powerful because the feeling nature usually follows visualization. Affirmation usually induces the feeling. Remember, all I'm offering is the truth. Nothing. Uh huh.
Stop that too soon. Peace, everybody. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Truth Tuesday Show with your host, Akeem, here on Hindsight Radio, the information station changing the nation. And this time I remembered to unmute my mic. Um, hey, I got a, a special guest, a good friend of mine. He's in the studio. I'm going to uh, bring him on screen. He, he's not going to do too much. or He may do some talking today. Um because we don't have the mic set up that we need and it's going to cause echo. So, hey, I I'll probably bring him in. He he he's been on a long journey with a lot of these processes and tried uh how <laughs> Major Newman is his name. How many processes have you how much money have you spent on processes and didn't get any results? $100,000. A hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> that that's a lot of bread. Uh, that's uh, what was it? The SBC. Oh, uh, I'm just thinking of things you tried. Oh well, we're not gonna get into all that. It's, it's just all kinds of stuff. But you know, sometimes we have trial and errors, and hope it doesn't cost everybody that much. Um. But let's let's see who's in in the room. We got uh, Karen Israel, <clears throat> as always, faithful listener and supporter. Happy Tuesday, Chief Lemuel, Great Grand Rising, Real Time Antonio L. I mentioned more Indigenous Nolans. Um, he said, "Hit it harder." <laughs> Um, whatever that means. You want me to give the information harder? Yeah. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about foreclosures. You know, I've been working on this for a good while. Got some really good information that can um, really 
put a monkey wrench in these people's, uh, you know, petitions to try to take your homes from you. Uh, we have some uh, preemptive strikes that you can do to, you know, keep them from taking it. And some, you know, before um, an action is taken and during or after, you know, even if you got foreclosed on, you lost your house, you can go back and, you know, subject matter jurisdiction. I've been building up towards this over the weeks talking about this. So got some good stuff coming. So if you have a foreclosure going on, hit me up by keymail.com or hindsight1027 at gmail. Hit me up in the email. Or just the best thing you do is go get a consultation so we can see where you're at and what we need to do. I got a team of people working with me, a team of two, actually, <laughs> uh, to help with some real major um processes that can really uh, stop this thing. Before, I wouldn't touch it. Now, with what I know and what I've experienced and what I see other people's successes are through some testing, um, I'm confident that we can really help people. So, Akeemel.com, set up a consultation and see what we can do to help you with your foreclosure, but I'll go more into it later um, in the show. Um, But as always, we have to do our uh, spiritual talk, our spiritual message. Um, You know, I always tell you guys that it's about you and what you're dealing with. It's, all on you. It's not about the other person. It's not about the situation. It's about you and how you react to these situations, how you perceive them is what's going to dictate the outcome. There's no getting around accountability. The whole story of Adam and Eve was about accountability. They had a choice of eating from a tree and, um, you know, I have my theory, you know, I have a, you know, that whole Adam and Eve eating of the forbidden fruit, it's, it has several meanings to it. But on the surface meeting, they got caught out there and they started to blame others for why they took the actions that they did. That's the basic knowledge of it on the more, uh, what do you call, the first level, the physical level. They didn't take responsibility. They chose to do something. You know, Adam blamed the wife, the wife blamed the snake, and so on and so forth. And then, you know, blame Adam, Adam said to God, well, this is this woman you gave me, and this is why I did what I did. You know, if you never gave me this woman, I would have never had this problem. Instead of saying, you know, you gave me this woman, and I chose to listen to her voice over your instructions, who I saw you create, both of us. Or, you know, I experienced that firsthand. If you believe Adam was the first creation, that's from that point of view. That's subject to uh, interpretation. But it's a higher spiritual meaning in that whole story altogether. But the one I'm talking about is accountability. A lot of people, what I deal with every week is 
individuals who do not want to take uh, responsibility for what's happening in their life. And it may not be good. It may not be a good experience. But once you take accountability and say, okay, I am the reason why I'm here, then you can deal with it better. Yes, the other person could be wrong all day. They could have done something. They could have did something to you that is not right, not ethical, not um, honorable. But still, it's your choice to contract into the feeling of being negative about it or thinking negative about them. You know, what you put out is what you get back, right? If you think negative, you're going to get more negative in return. You know, it's a very hard thing to not think negative about someone who you feel did something wrong to you. So how do you counteract that? You have to rise above that feeling and say, you know what, I'm learning. This is a process. I'm learning from it. And um, not expect anything from the other person, but expect everything from yourself that you're going to turn this around and have good, good feelings about it. Sometimes you have to make yourself feel good about it. You know, you have to feel, you know, uplift yourself. And then from that, then you draw more uplifting feelings from that. But but it's still about you and choosing to contract with the feeling of being positive or negative. There is no getting around that. You can try to... Um, what, what Reverend Ike said, it, it's so high you can't get over it, and it's so low you can't get under it. <laughs> you can't get around that. It's all about your responsibility and what you're going to do for yourself and how you're going to make it a positive experience. And remember, you can't make people do the right thing. You can't make people do the wrong thing. It's all on them. They have to make those choices. It's up to you to choose to deal with that. Or not. So many things people want, they want good things for themselves, but the reason why they don't get it is because they're thinking negative about those good things. You know, what you have right now is a direct result of how you feel or think about it previously to the time you, to the experience that you are receiving. So remember, you are the the God of your life. You are the Lord over it. It's your choices that's bringing you your experience. No way around it. So accept that, be accountable, and watch things happen in your favor. Actually, things are happening in your favor. (laughs) Just you don't like it. You don't like it's happening. You don't like that it's happening in your favor. You see, we want to accept all of that good stuff. When it's happening great, you want to brag about, hey, I'm having a great time. But when that bad stuff, you don't say, well, this is working in my favor, too, because I believed in it. It was my thoughts, my my mental processes that brought me everything. So everything's working for the good of the will of you, of God or the Lord. You're the Lord over your life. I know the Bible, you know, people in church said, no, you can't be God. You can't be Jesus. You're below them. You're beneath them. That's another lie. You're not. Because Christ said you would do greater things anyway. He did say that. (laughs) He said you would do way better than me. 
when I when I talked about the Tower of Babel yesterday, the so-called Lord of that time knew you would be better. So he had to counteract that and said, we got to stop these people. We got to confuse their language, scatter them around so they can be totally confused as to who they are and what their real power. So that means that they knew that you had the power to be bigger than them. So-called God, so-called Lord of that time knew that we have the ability to ascend to a greater power than them. Do I need to read that again? The Tower of Babel? Do I need to read that again? I read that yesterday. Let's see if I still have it up. Yeah, I do. I still have it up. I think it's worth sharing that again. I'm not going to read the whole thing like I did yesterday. I'll go to five. It said, but the Lord came down to see the city. He came down. Where did he come from? Yeah, I thought about these scriptures. It said the Lord came down like he physically came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. The Lord said, if as one people speak in the same language, they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. See, another boardroom meeting, another showing the elites planning to hinder you from your power. He said, let us, who is he talking to? Let us come down. And confuse the language so they will not understand each other. How do they do that? They had they they had some type of technology. They probably did it over time. Created what we I, I, I told you yesterday, I think it was public education system, some type of teaching and um alternate uh Ideas like even in this community, you have people who teach different things about different processes. I I I really believe that a lot of people that are out there teaching are either there are conscious agents or unconscious agents of these so-called lords that that I'm talking about in the Bible because. As long as you're getting misinformation, they're satisfied. As long as you're distracted by something other than what is really the truth, they stay in power. And he said, so the Lord scattered them from there, from there all over the earth, and they stopped building the city. So what happened? They got confused. They started arguing amongst each other. Isn't that kind of what's happened now? Maybe the Tower, the Tower of Babel is like in full effect right now. We are still experiencing the Tower of Babel effect because somebody believes this. They believe that. We're fighting. No one is agreeing. No one can get along. And as long as we are confused, like, you know, last year when the pandemic was people getting on talking about, 
oh, the Internet's going to do this, it's going to go down, we're going into darkness, we're going to have famine, we're going to have this, this promoting. They say the government promoting fear. They were promoting fear, too. So I look at them as all one and the same. They're all part of the same Lord of confusion. They're all part of the, the process of keeping us all in the dark with confusion and, and misinformation. That's why I don't believe anything, anything people tell me. When they tell me, hey, I got this and I could do this, okay, show me. Prove it. And, you know, in this journey, I very rarely get proof from of anything other than what, what I've been doing. Now, there's one other brother out in uh, New Hampshire, the state citizen thing. He, he, he proved what he was doing. I just don't agree with state citizenship. Um, uh, with the, the recruitment process, the brother I deal with there, he's proven that through other people. Uh, what else? Who else? Uh, the the bond process and all of that. He's proven he can get that filed. But as far as what you know, anything else other than get it filed and what it does without recouping process outside of that, I haven't seen any proof that it can discharge anything, you know, like that. But for what what I use it for, it works. You see, but that's it. Very few people have brought me proof of SBC, brought me true. You know. So they're all, to me, part of the Tower of Babel. When I hear these other guys telling you all of these things you can go in court and do, and I don't see proof that it's working, Tower of Babel. The Tower of Babel is a symbolic entity or thing or situation that Let's look up the word babble. Hold on. I'm looking at my, uh, my dictionaries here. Yeah. Let's look at that. Um, babble. Hey, Matt, look it up in this encyclopedia for me. I'll get that. Um, Babble. Let's see. What does this? What does it say about babbling? I should have my uh, Black's Law dictionary here. Just like that, yeah. Okay, good. Um, I should have my uh, Black's Law dictionary here. You know, I never did look up this in Black's Law. Let's see. Babel. They got Bill in here. All right. You got an echo here. Oh, there you go. Coming out. Oh, hang on. Let me fix this echo. The settings. Stand by.
Genesis 4 through 9, chapter 11, the building of a tower intended to reach to heaven was begun, and the founding of the language of the people took place. Usual lexicon, a scene of noise and confusion, a confusion of sounds. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Yeah, uh, camera's not on. Yeah, I got kicked when the, when the dictionary pulled off. It oh, okay. pulled everything out. I think I disconnected it years or something like that. No, that's right, dude. Can I turn it on? No, you know, you go on the settings. Okay. Oh, what's the screen right there? Yeah, the whole thing just kind of went blank uh, when you put the... Okay. Uh, let me see. Keep hitting on this every week. 
as much as I can talk about it because too many people have spent so much money and not getting anywhere, not getting anywhere with their process. You guys want freedom and you keep listening to people who are not helping you. They're just taking your money. But like I said, the foreclosure stuff is real. Got issues, schedule a consultation, and we'll set you up uh, on a path to freedom and freedom of mind. Remember how I attack things with evidence, not all of this fancy um, um, processes. I use their rules that they must play by. Do y'all know that attorneys never play fair? Because when they come in the, into the court, they don't have real evidence. None whatsoever. They don't have any real evidence to, to, to show you. None. You make it real by your own hand, by admissions. Oh, they ask you, did you sign this? Is this you? Is this that? Now, you, your answers is what make it evident. Basically, when you're going into court, you're dealing with, if it's not a real party in there, someone you actually harmed or, you know, owe money to, someone real. And I'm, th- I'm not talking about student loans and, 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 um, mortgages and credit card. I'm not talking about that type of owing. I'm talking about it on an individual level. You borrowed money. Say if I borrowed money from uh, Major Newman over here. And I didn't pay him back. That's a real party. I owe him money. He, he, and he's going to make that claim. But not these entities that once you sign your name, they convert it into a security, start trading it, and then now they still want you to pay and they they are making money in the back end and still want you to pay. They never told you that they're making money off of you. That they're using you and your labor to profit. And then they dump then they come after you for this so called debt that they're getting paid off several times over. Same thing in bankruptcy. They have you in the Chapter 13, but they've already charged all of that stuff off and wrote, wrote it off, and they're collecting payments on you. They, they they come and take the property and then send you a 1099-A like they gave you some money. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. But once you understand that this stuff is very simple, and what you're looking at is not real evidence, and what you're looking at is an attorney uttering blasphemous, slanderous statements towards you, who you're the Lord, you're the God. Saying that you owe this and that, and the court is allowing him to talk like as if he know you, he was there, giving statements that are not sworn to, but it's you who listens to him and don't stop it. I know judges, oh, oh, wait till he finished. He shouldn't even be waiting till he finished. He need to be presenting evidence through sworn affidavit. Even if they put a sworn affidavit on the record, you still get the right to question that person who swore to those things. 
And a lot of times in these these debt collection cases, they're only swearing to the, their records. My records show that he owes money, basically is what it says. Akimel.com, set up the consultation so we could help y'all with these. Because, you know, these moratoriums are about to end. They're going to end. The consultation. All right? All right, what I'm going to do, before we go into uh, more of this, I'm, actually, I wanted to talk about something also. And then we'll talk more about the foreclosure stuff. If y'all have questions uh, and want to talk about your foreclosures, there's the number. Call in, and I'll get you, okay? Um, but I'm going to take a short break so we can get Major Newman's computer going. And then I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to share the screen, how how they stole, stole you guys um Window This right here This investigation of Native American boarding school faces Missing records, legal questions The truth needs to be heard Showing how they Took Native Americans in Children ended up dead And records are missing and this has been happening all over the country. So five six three nine 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 three six one five. And while I'm getting his computer straight, I will um be right back. So what it seems like is it's drawing too much power for the computer to kick on without the battery. But once this kicked off, no, that battery is damaged. I know, I know. But see, look, I'll press no, no. it. No, you don't worry about that. I know what's going on. It's just that the battery needs to be replaced. It's, it's, it's an Apple. What, like a $400 battery? No. I already bought a battery. Yeah, it's just been doing this back and forth. Yeah, that's what I thought. I unplugged everything, replugged it. Maybe this is out. Um, hit that with your foot. I don't know. This, this, this may not all the way be in. Okay. Put that back in. Oh, now, now, now you're getting a different signal. Alright. So, what you gotta do is I needed that for your camera. Let's see if it looks like that. Yeah. So, this. Oh, so this is bad, huh? Right. So we need to move. How much is the uh, suspended mic like that? There's a bunch of various prices. Start it. I'm doing it now. 
And then when the big, when this big dictionary hit it, it just yeah, bumped out, and then the, the whole thing just went blank. What's the point of incognito? So it doesn't So I want to read this article showing you how, um, you know, we all pretty much are Native Americans or American Indians. This whole slave story is a piece of crap. It's it's not altogether true. Uh, what happened to my window? Um, there it is. Minimize some of these windows I got going here. All right. Oh, yeah, on a side note, well, back to what I was talking about, the Tower of Babel, that whole Iraqi dinar, we value stuff, that's another Tower of Babel situation. Everybody's got, oh, it's going to happen, and no, it never happens. All right, let's read this article. It says, 
Investigation of Native American boarding schools faces missing record legal questions. The truth needs to be heard from the perspective of those who were harmed. The leader of the Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition said, over the four decades that Mount Pleasant Indian Industrial Boarding School operated in Michigan, thousands of Native American children from across the country were taken from their parents and sent there to be stripped of their languages and traditions. So they're showing you how they reprogram these children by taking them away from their parents at a very young age. The U.S. documented five deaths of indigenous children at the school from its opening in 1893 to its closure in 1934. Now, let me, let me, let me, before I keep reading, no, let me read this paragraph and I'm going to just remember these dates. But when the land where the school once sat was returned to the Siganaw Chippewa Indian tribe of Michigan in 2010 by the state, the tribe's researchers uncovered a more extensive history of the federal government's violence. Records confirming the deaths of 227 children while at Mount Pleasant. The search for their remains is still underway. The effort out to figure out what happened to those children illustrates the challenge the Department of the Interior faces in its recently announced investigation of more than 350 Native American boarding schools that operated in the United States for more than a century. So what they're saying, it took children away from their parents, put them in boarding schools from 1893 to its closure in 1934. Now, that's just one school, and it was done around the country. During this time, do you know what was going on around this country? I'll show you. And I talked about this um, before. I'll share the screen with you in a second. Um, I just did a search, 1893 World Fair. That's what I did. That's what I. That's what I just did in Wikipedia. Let's let's share the screen. Um, let's share it. Chrome tab. World Columbian Exposition, eighteen ninety three. They were doing world fairs all over the country. So, and in these fairs, they were showcasing indigenous people around the world. So, what they did was they stole children, put them into these fairs all around the country. Then, in some of the fairs, especially ones in New York, um, like in Staten Island, they had these what you call incubator babies. So what do you think was happening? <laughs> they created some test tube babies, and they were reintroduced in the midst of society by saying that these were incubated babies. These mothers couldn't carry these babies to term, and so they, they, they incubated them. 
And they had a lot of them. Now, this is at a time where Christianity was a big thing. So having a child out of wedlock was serious, almost punished by death. You definitely was outcast at this time. So you really think these women were having these babies, just getting pregnant, and they were taking these babies, especially since technology was very limited back then, so-called limited? I don't think so. I believe they were already doing what you call stem cell uh, regeneration and creating babies through tubes. Now, when they started talking about test tube, let me put it this way. Whenever you hear on the news that they're creating a new technology, you best believe it's already been done. Already. And they're just getting you prepared for it. And then somewhere down the line, they introduce it. It's already been done. I don't think it's a coincidence that in 1893, they were taking children from their parents and put them into boarding school. What do you think was doing with these children? How did these children end up dead? They were probably experimenting on them and creating a new race of people through these children by taking DNA and manipulating it. Let's keep reading this article. Let me go back. Oh, share. There's got to be a better way to share these things. All right, here. The hard part is the investigating the land and understanding what the boarding school did, said Shannon O. Laughlin, chief executive of the Association on American Indian Affairs, a nonprofit cultural group and a citizen of the Choctaw Nation. Thousands of children lived, worked, and died in these schools, far away from their own homes, O. Laughlin said, and time has passed. Canada offers a grim preview of what the Interior Department's investigation might find. In the last month, the mass graves of more than 1,500 children have been found on the grounds of seven former residential schools in Canada. Do you think they just got these kids and they just killed them? No, they was doing experiments. 1893. You had the world fears, and then you had the introduction of an incubator babies. What do y'all think they were doing? They were trying to create a new race of people, or they did, to introduce into society that they can have more control over. Creating what you call a real live straw man. Mm-hmm. I won't be surprised if this video somewhere in the future gets shut down. But, okay. The staggering number of stolen children found at just those few institutions hints at the magnitude of what is to come as more grounds are investigated and more tribes locate their loss. In the U.S., the investigation announced last month by Interior Secretary Deb Halen, a member of the Pablo of Laguna and the first indigenous person to lead a cabinet agency aimed to determine the scope and impact of the country's Indian boarding school policy. The investigation seeks to gather information on the decades of institutionalized 
federally funded cultural assimilation that has led to a host, they, they just sold you, federally funded cultural assimilation that has led to a host of negative outcomes for survivors and their families, from mental health issues to the loss of entire communal generations, drives a bracing for a reckoning that may, many see as long overdue. The truth needs to be heard from the perspective of those who were harmed, said Christine McCleave, the CEO of the National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition and a citizen of Turtle Mountain, Ojibwe, Ojibwe Nation. There needs to be some element of justice or transformation when assessing the impacts and the harms and the damage that was done and how to restore things that were taken or broken. The endeavor acknowledges the truth Indigenous peoples across North America have known for generations that the governments of Canada and the U.S. didn't just take the culture of indigenous children that both countries attempted to assimilate through boarding schools. In countless cases, they also took these children's lives, each one representing a stolen generation. Indian boarding school survivors' experiences, oral histories collected by nonprofits in recent decades, have documented rampant instances of sexual and physical abuse psychological trauma and deaths of children in facilities run by churches and the federal government. And these under the under the Christian direction they were doing this. <clears throat> Christian. In some instances, children die from sickness according to government documents, but survivors allege that there were other deaths due to abuse and neglect that schools did not report. Stories of children being beaten for speaking their language having their heads shaved and being forced to use the Bible as a way to understand how their culture was barbaric have been passed down through generations of indigenous families. In many cases, the abuse caused survivors to serve, serve seventh their ties with their native culture and history altogether. The schools were part of a broader push to erase indigenous cultures, a step to colonization of North America. The United Nations definition of genocide includes forcibly transferring the children of one group to another. I I read this to you before. That's how come the affidavit for uh, your passport worked so good. Because I used that very definition of genocide. And when you go and do your, your your process at any one of these places and they refuse to allow it through, they're committing paper genocide on you. Yes, and you need to say that. This is genocide. See, people don't see that they're committing genocide when they try to prevent you from uh, putting your nationality on the record. But that's what it is, and you need to be speaking that. When you're being prevented, hey, uh, do you realize that you committed a federal crime? Of genocide? And corruption of blood. Yes, and it's a corruption of blood. But any national reckoning on the atrocities won't happen easily. Researchers and tribal leaders say that not only did the government try for decades to cover its tracks, but shortcomings in federal law raised serious concerns about how tribal nations will repatriate the remains of their lost children. Barely more than a third of the government records, records for Indian boarding schools that operated in the U.S. have been located. According to the National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition, a nonprofit organization that advocates for truth and reconciliation process for the survivors of Indian boarding schools, many documents were intentionally destroyed, while others exist in the university archives and other historical collections, 
making finding them labor-intensive, especially for tribes that lack the research staff. The Interior's investigation will seek to identify the children who did not return home for boarding schools and their tribal affiliations, giving tribal nations an opportunity to not only understand the impact on their communities, but also begin the process of repatriation. Look, look at the word they're using, repatriation. Back into their native tribes. So when you're doing your affidavit, you're repatriating yourself. So when I'm when they're telling you foreign state, because see, most of you see repatriation going down to the Department of State and expatriating yourself. You don't have to do that. But this also gives me a new look at another look at things. Not a new, but another actually new. When they they're using repatriation in this article. Only the people who have been following me and really understand what I've been doing understand how powerful this one word is now in the process. Even if the Interior's investigation manages to find records for most of the missing children, federal law makes finding their remains and bringing them home another problem entirely. The Native American Graves Protection and Repatriation Act a federal law was passed in 1990 to stop the theft of cultural. We need to look that up. Native American Graves and Repatriation Act. Wow. I'm putting this in my bookmarks because I got some work to do. I got some work to do on that. Too much to talk about tonight. A federal law was passed in 1990 to stop the theft of cultural artifacts and human remains from graves and burial and community sites, but the law was designed to regulate theft by universities, museums, and collectors, <laughs> not to address the government's role in genocide or the legal pathway to healing. So the, the, the museums could steal this stuff and put them up, but you can't. Not only does the law have no provision for the protection of unmarked graves like the ones being uncovered in Canada and the U.S., it is... It, it also has no mechanism to require private landowners like the Roman Catholic Church, which still owns many of the former boarding school sites, to cooperate with tribes or federal authorities in the repatriation of remains. So they're telling you that the Roman Catholic Church is responsible for taking your nationality. We making you assimilate into their form of religion. <laughs> now, so all those people to, who, who ascribe to their faith of the Bible and God and the way it is, this is clear evidence of, this is a clear evidence of uh, that that wasn't your true religion or a true spiritual beliefs. There has been legislation that applies equally regardless of who owns the property that those children are buried on. So a Laughlin of the Association of American Indian Affairs, I don't care if the church owns it or Walmart or the feds, it should be treated the same. In the absence of federal law governing Native American remains on state or privately owned land, state laws would govern the path forward. One of the major concerns of Laughlin said is that many states do not have laws regulating discovery, discovery of unmarked graves. 
So the reason why they, they don't want these unmarked graves to come up because when they pull up these graves, they're going to see these people as not as fair-skinned as they're trying to make them look. Their whole game will be toppled if they was able to dig these graves up. The truth will come out. The U.S. government campaign to destroy the cultural identity of indigenous children. What happened? It just, oh, I'm about to say. Cultural identity of indigenous children and, and indoctrinate them with Christian beliefs started in 1879 with the Carlisle Indian Industrial School in Pennsylvania and lasted into the 1990s. Over these decades, the Indian boarding school policy established 367 schools across the U.S. We got to look at this. We have to go and look at all of this. The Mormon Stroke found the policy part particularly useful. The church used it and built off the federal government's Indian adoption project in the 1950s and 60s to culturally assimilate an estimated 50,000 indigenous children from across several states and tribal nations. Matthew Garrett, a professor at Bakersfield College, told The Atlantic, the scale of the destruction led to the Indian Child Welfare Act in 1978, a federal law that gave tribal nations some legal power to stop the theft of their children. Many former Indian, you all know how they're stealing children now, indigenous children now? The child welfare, the welfare that comes around and takes children, that's how they're stealing children now. When the state says you did something and they come and take your child, that's another, that's that's the new way. Many former Indian boarding schools are now in the care of the tribal nations they once sought to decimate, lying in various states of repair. Some are museums like the Phoenix Indian School Visitor Center in Arizona and the Chicolaco Indian School in Oklahoma. Others are perhaps beyond repair, including the round stone building gathering dust among sandy bluffs in the Navajo Nation and the crumbling brick monuments to pass offenses under the watchful eye of the Siganaw Chippewa Indian tribe of Michigan. So right there in Michigan, they got schools that can, you can go and try to rehab these buildings and, and work with these tribes to repatriate yourself and the children that were lost there. Today, the students of Mount Pleasant are remembered near, nearby at the Zibawing Center of Anishinaabe Culture and Lifeways, where researchers have documented the stories of survivors and the policy and tried to whitewash their identity. The task of finding the remains of the 227 children on 320 acres. They keep talking about 227 children. You know it's more than that. Congress wants allotted for the former school's grounds. If that's where they are, we'll take time. The state of Michigan only returned eight acres of the land to the Siganaw Chippewa tribe of Michigan, which was found part, which has found parts of the old school but has not yet identified any remains. A number of 300 acres of former school grounds went to the city of Mount Pleasant. City manager Nancy Ridley said that the city hopes to eventually use the land for business and residential development, but has paused those plans as the tribe determines where the search for remains should continue. Now, look at this picture closely. These people are dark, man. Come on. <laughs> look at that picture closely. It's showing the proof. 
advocate, advocates, researchers, and tribal leaders see the interior's investigation as the beginning of a long process, one that, if done effectively, will take much longer than the Highlands' tenure as head of the interiors. This is just starting the conversation, said Dante Desiderio, chief executive of the National Congress of American Indians. Before she became secretary, secretary of the interior, Halen was a Democratic member of Congress from the New Mexico and introduced the Truth and Healing Commissions on Indian Board and School Policy Act, which would not only document the history of the program, but also look into ways the destructive assimilation era continues to inform the Bureau of Indian Education, which runs public schools on reservations. The bill was referred to the House Committee last year, but was never heard. Staff members for Senate Elizabeth Warren D. Mass are working with the National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition to update the legislation and carry it forward. What we're, what we're hoping is that the report from the Interior says more time is needed, more investigation is needed, and then the commission is able to pick up where the Interior left off, said McCleave of the National Native American Boarding School Healing Coalition. McCleave's work entails the long and arduous process of helping survivors and bear the sentence not only deal with the mental and physical traumas that remain, but also generational loss of cultural identity. These are examples of how the policy actually works. She said to assimilate Native peoples to the point where they are disconnected now from the tribal nations, communities, that language and culture. So, repatriate, big word that they used in there, repatriate, showing that you get you from out of being a U.S. citizen back into your tribal culture, in that tribal nationality. Hmm. Man, if you know what's going through my mind right now, there's the pictures. Of course, they want to make you believe that all of them were close to fair-skinned people. But I'm looking down, this 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 one picture here is telling the tale. That's a lot of children, y'all. That's a lot of children. All right. Sad, but true. Let's go back. Sad, but true. So uh, I'm going to bookmark that. Because I got some studying to do about some of these things I'm just now listening to. World fears going on eighteen ninety three. So if you if you have ever been in a boarding school or a orphanage, it's a good chance that you were taken away from your tribe and put in there. You were you were taken. Somebody said they want the link of the article. Uh, I can't really give you the link because it's on. It's just NBC News. It's on my uh, Apple News app, so I don't know how to even give you a link. Let's see if there's a. Uh, no, that's not gonna work. I don't know how to give you the link to this. Uh, let me see if I can find it by doing a search in the uh, browser. Let's see. Oh, here it is. 
want y'all just sometimes if y'all just do a simple search, y'all find this stuff. Okay, it ain't hard to find. There's the link there. I'm gonna have to retitle this show. Genocide of the U.S. U.S. and Canada governments exposed. That's what I have to. That's what I, I'm gonna have to retitle this show for that. <laughs> yeah, they definitely telling on themselves repatriation. So even if you, they're trying to say you're African, that's that's another repatriation. If you took me, then I can repatriate. They're doing it for these so-called Indians. I'm just, I'm not African. I'm not going with that. But I'm just telling you, they talk. They are talking about repatriation. So even by their own words, they stole people from a lover land and brought them here. They can repatriate. You see? Wow. (laughs) They're telling you what they can do, what you can do. So when they're trying to tell you you can't do this and do that, lies. Man, this article is so powerful that... uh, yeah, what you want to say? I um, hold on, let me open your mic. I had the uh, fortune of doing a sweat lodge with the Lakota tribe. Those mm-hmm. are the tribe that followed the buffalo. Right. And um, the chief said expressly they didn't like the word Indian. Whoa. They wanted to be called First Nations people. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Perhaps the word Indian, an Indian Welfare Act, is sort of like human or one of these words where, uh, like African or something. Well, we know that, but the the truth is in the article, what you need to do. So what you decide to call yourself is... It could be an abdication of your nation if you agree to being a term that they created that's under their jurisdiction. So, so like the word Indian or a certain term. Oh, let me stop you right there. See, you're looking at words and stuff like that. And that's how we get distracted. Okay. That right there. All I'm looking at is call yourself what you want. They're saying repatriation. Repatriate to what you think is the appropriate term for yourself. That's what we – see, this is how we get sidetracked. And we start looking at these other things. Don't use this that, – that, yeah, I know all of that. The key thing is the process of repatriation. And that's the key to look at that. Now, what you decide you kill yourself is a personal preference. They don't have to be the tribe that they, they, what they call themselves. Just know that you're not what they're saying you are. I know that Indian is, that just means indigenous. That, that's just another word for saying that. Uh, that you're indigenous to the land. Uh, or you're a native, um, that's the words they're using. But what I'm saying, repatriation, find now these tribal names that they're using are the real names of those people. Uh, you know, they didn't use Cherokee, which is what they were trying to assimilate everybody into. Um, and First Nation is right because they were the First Nation. First Nation doesn't mean they created the first first nation means they were the first nation that was here on this North American continent, South American continent. The uh, what's the other one? South American, um, European. No, not European. It's South American, uh, North American, Central American, Central American. 
Um, that's all that means. So what I'm saying is just know that you can repatriate to whatever you think is appropriate. When we start getting into the words and all of that, those are subject. For one thing, when you start bringing those issues up, do you have proof to substantiate that? Yeah, I'm just going on what the chief told me. Right. See, that's you're going to bring the chief in? Yeah, yeah. yeah right. <laughs> yeah. My thing is, I'm using, I want to take their words and support it. What I'm doing. Whatever I call myself. Now, the key thing is, you got to find, every state has a, 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 like in South Carolina, the main tribe in South Carolina is the Catawba tribe. Right? In North Carolina, it's uh, Blackfoot. It's, it's a few of them. Catawba is part of it. Then there's other ones, too. Uh, because remember, North and South Carolina was one. It was all called the Carolinas. Uh, I think it was called the Carolinas clear up to Florida. Yeah, yeah, Seneca. And, uh, Seneca, yeah. Well, Seneca is more... South Carolina. No. North. And North, okay. New York. In uh, places like that, um, but that's it. Yeah. Um, let's see. Let's see. We got anybody? I didn't even go to the phone lines. Oh, nobody's on there. No one's got their hands up. Y'all don't. Man, I must be explaining stuff good where y'all don't have questions or anything. Five six three nine 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 three six one five. You can call in if you have some. Cause you on traveling to Jamaica. What 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 was your question about traveling to Jamaica? Does that include the IRS? I don't know what he's talking about. Oh, that's JJ Olson. You said, greetings, can you answer a question on traveling to Jamaica? Okay. What do you want me to answer? You didn't ask the question. You can get on the phone and ask that question, or you can type it in. Um, you can see the chat over there where it says comments. I'm waiting for the whoever... Wrote that? Okay. J.J. Olson, I'm trying to answer your question, but you gave me incomplete. Uh, there's one in Harbor Springs still standing with the tribe people living around it. That's cool. Someone said there's nothing new under the sun. Repatriation is definitely telling on themselves. That's exactly right. Um One minute, okay. He said one minute. Someone said they're loving the flow of where the show is going. Indigenous tribes repatriation. They said, oh yeah, that repatriation just opened my whole mind up to a whole new. I don't even know what word I want to use for that. A no whole new attack mode. I knew I was I was going to do something and I held off on it. And there it is. It just told me. But I'll read. I'm sure y'all probably going to hear it somewhere else trying. They're going to try to beat me to it. Let them do it. Let them try. Um, 
Let's go up here. Let's see what we got. Oh. Uh, all right. Hey, JJ Olsen, I don't know if you're going to call in or you're going to type it in. All right. Any other questions? I got to move on. Who's got a question? Or if you don't have a question, I'm going to end the show. So, what do you think, uh, Matt? I, I think that um, repatriation is important because we talked about Babel. We talked about the Tower of Babel. And now the we, uh, or the, the Elohim, scattered everybody. Right. Then re-infiltrated the languages, then go and they infiltrate the cultures and dismiss the cultures, demand that all the native children learn a new language, and then reunify them under a new language and destroy their cultures. Mm-hmm. So that's a genocide of people using a new language to do so. So it seems like new languages are copywritten to trust. Mm-hmm. So that's, that would be my question. Uh, how much do certain words have to do with uh, bringing you under a jurisdiction if you use those words, if they're copywritten, if they're belonging to the codes and goddesses and will of the trust? Uh, that's another thing I'm trying to tell you. You're still getting sidetracked. Trying to, oh, not use this word, that word, this word. Remember, the average person don't even understand that. Okay. So <laughs> they don't even get that part of it. They don't get, oh, this word can possibly put me under their jurisdiction, stuff like that. So I don't concern myself with certain things like that. It's, it's, it's a distraction. It's another form of babble. Oh, I got I to gotta be specific. You'll never get anything done if you do it that way. Because, yes, certain words. Now, what I call myself, how I identify myself, puts me under their jurisdiction, and I'm careful about that. But when I'm just talking regular and writing certain things, I'm not really – I would never get anything done if I did that. You'll never get any progress. And the, the people you're dealing with don't even know that deep into it. Um, somebody said they had revelation. See, they repatriated great appreciation again. Uh, J.J. Olson says, as an American national, should I be concerned about the COVID testing? It doesn't matter about being American national. You should be concerned about the COVID testing simply for what they want you to do. Just stick that thing up your nose. You don't know what's on that. Uh, and, you know, that's what you should be currently. It has nothing to do with American National. You know, it's just a test. But the test, sticking it up intrusively up your nose, that's questionable to me. You know, when they have other tests that can do the same thing. And sticking it up your nose is not a rapid test. So, um, So that's more of a personal thing. All right. I hope that helped. Yeah, I definitely got to change the name of the show. So who else? Who else is out there? Yeah, he's asking that question because whenever you travel internationally, coming back in, they want you to come back with a negative COVID-19 test by sticking something up your nose, and that's the only test they'll accept. So... 
Remember, these people want you out of their country, too, so <laughs> it's probably everybody's coming back negative. I guess you could call in. I, the number's right there on the screen, 563-999-3615. 563-999-3615. Call in. Uh, let me put it. I know there's a lag. Keep forgetting there's a lag on the broadcast. Here it is. Here's the number. I'll try to stand by on that. Now, that repatriation, man, I mean, that's powerful. Mm-mm-mm. I wonder what that involves. Let's see. No, I don't want that. Let's go back to that article. Because they had, I thought I had all. Oh, Let's see. Because they had a link in there. Let's see if I can find that link again. What did I do? Didn't I uh, copy and paste it somewhere? I know I did. Here's a recording of the article. I can't. They they probably don't want to be playing that. Oh. 1893. I'm trying to look for that act. That means I got to go back and skim it. See if this brother called in yet. If you if you called in, press the one button so I can get you. Press the number one so I can get you. If you if you're on blog talk and you just called in, just, all right, there you go. Seven one three seven two five. Hello, how's everyone? Hello. Everybody's the game. Good. How are you, big brother? I'm doing good. 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 Yes, sir. I just wanted to call in. You know, um, you and I have done some work in the past, and uh, right. we've done a show and interview. I guess you know who I am. But yeah, I just yeah. wanted to, I, you know, I was listening to your show, and it's very interesting. I just wanted to mention something because I actually text you as well. They found yeah, a mass grave out here in Sugarland, Texas, of African descent similar to what you've been speaking on. Right. So I was I was just pointing that out, maybe do some research on that way. This show is very interesting because, you know, I never thought about what you were talking about, how the, the, the world fairs and the, the boarding schools, how they, I guess, correlate. But this is very mm-hmm. interesting because I'm starting to see that, and typically – 
these are in now what they call the so-called burgeoning suburbs where where they're mm-hmm. finding these mass graves mm-hmm. like like sugarland sugarland texas is a, is is supposed to be a you know like a suburb founded by engineers in Houston that didn't want all of the um because the city of Houston has no zoning so that means you can build anything anywhere you want to. So they created a little city called Sugarland, but they found, and this was in 2017, I want to say, a mass grave of like 349. I could I could be corrected on the number, but it was a mass grave of so-called Africans uh, out here mm-hmm. in this. Uh, suburban you know area right and then remember also this area that was sugar plantation so you 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 know right of course they're going to say they're african-americans those are those are basically native american people yes sir uh the reason why they were taking the children from the parents and, and putting them in these boarding schools or these orphanages strictly for reprogramming and on top of that get them to assimilate into the religious life, and then they disperse them back out there as, you know, Americans or U.S. citizens and, and gave them the idea that they, I can guarantee you that's probably where the African-American term came from. Yeah, and then they give it to them, uh, and I'm not going to quote it because this is just off the cuff, and they probably – took them to those schools and then sent them back there to promote like you said, their ideology they told them that they were slaves yeah. go promote that I- pr- promote that ideology yes sir yeah right <laughs> so what i'm saying is if you coming out if anybody is listening came out of one of these boarding schools best believe that one of your parents at least one of your parents was considered a, a native of the land or indigenous. You see what I'm saying? And I know people that come out of orphanages and, and, and things like that. Unexplained why they are in there and other members of their family wasn't. Like, did you, I guarantee if you dig into that history, there is some you can find trace back the you got to get those records from those schools and they have to give it to you under the uh, Freedom of Information Act because see when they take the children in they have to record why they took that child in and where they came from that's what they're supposed to do so but this whole repatriation is revealing so even if you want to go with the whole Native American or the, the African American theory that they came up with, even if you want to go with that, even as an African, if you want to claim that, you got the right of repatriation. You're not a U.S. citizen. Uh, yeah. So, yes, uh, sir. And in in in. Yes, sir. Before I go, I watched an inter- interesting documentary on uh, the other day. It was um, 
uh, Blacks in Guatemala, it was called on YouTube, right? Right. And the guy, he admitted, he said, we are called the Garifunas. He said, look, he said, the Blacks, and, and I and I don't want to be wrong and misspeak on your show, right? But I was just going by the documentary. The gentleman right. said, he was a, he said, I'm in dread here living in Guatemala. And he said, one thing to note, in Guatemala and Americas, we not African. He said, we mm-hmm. never have been. He said, mm-hmm. he said, in the Caribbean and all of the different countries, maybe they're African flow, but we were the Garifunas. We, we were here a long time. We're not African descent. And I found that interesting. And then I started doing more research in Colombia and uh, Ecuador and all of that, you know, and stuff like that. And we've, we've been here, man. Just oh, like yeah. the Olmec people That's and obvious. all of that. It's, well, for one yep. thing, they didn't it, have it's the, obvious. The technology to move people from one place. They couldn't, bring, they couldn't bring that many of us here if they wanted to back then, not even now. Right. Now, on the, on the other note is just like you bring a, 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 a animal from one part of the, country, the planet to another, it destroys the ecology. These people yes, coming sir. from so-called Africa yes, wouldn't know sir. how to do anything with the lands here. South Carolina is full of red clay. North Carolina is full of red clay. How do you grow exactly in red clay? Exactly. But coincidentally, red clay is a good healer. It's full of minerals. You know, they used to eat that red clay. Oh, uh, the native people, the indigenous, ate that clay. You know, use it as mask and all of that. So many, so much stuff you can do with red clay. But this whole area is red clay. But you don't. You have red clay in Africa. I'm not sure, but I doubt it. But even if it was, it's not the same thing. See, I also just like they did the incubator babies here, and there's a video you could on um, YouTube talking about the the, the world fears and the incubator. Um, children in um, Coney Island and stuff like that. I think they did. When you look at color of the skin, that is another babble. That's, to me, another tower of babble. Because I believe, this is just a theory, that just like they created the incubator babies for here, to create a a more, uh, because there's so many indigenous people that were of color, dark skin, that they had to bring balance. This is why you have Ellis Allen, where they were bringing in all of the immigrants. And then you have um, the incubator baby thing. When most of the, when you look at the, the film, all of those were fair-skinned children. And they had orphanages going on with that, too. Just like they were doing the indigenous people here, they were doing the same thing in Europe. So what I'm trying to say is what we're calling people from Africa now those are not the same to me, the same people as the people of color here. Why? Because when they come from over in Africa, a lot of them don't like us. They, they don't even identify with us. They look at us differently, even treat us differently at times. So I think there was an incubator or gene manipulation on that part, just that they were darker. See, 
The distraction and the babble or the confusion is looking at that complexion. It's really, that's why I did the show yesterday showing all of the buildings, how around the world you had the same type of building structure showing that these people are all one culture. It wasn't any, because you had the building, the White House in the United States looked like the same White House almost as in Dominican Republic where you have people of color. Italy, <laughs> uh, France. Well, we went through a whole bunch of places and they were all basically the same structures, meaning one people, one language. And they, then you had, well, we got to create confusion by letting them look at themselves. I'm better because I'm this color or I speak this language. I come from here. And that's all distraction. That's all confusion. By definition, that's babble. Oh, uh, and of course, I had some people. Oh, because they so want to be on top. You know, I'm the Moors, and we're this and that and that. But you know, you dig deep into the Moors' history; they traveled the, the world and enslaving people. The same thing we accuse the European of doing. So, how is that better? That's not. All right, man. I appreciate your comments. But anybody that want to, if you called in. All right. Thank you, sir. You guys have a good one. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it. Good, good comments. Um, 787-974. Hey, peace, peace, peace. I'm calling from so-called Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico, I haven't heard from you in a long time. Man, I've been dealing with a cancer tumor and oh, all kinds man. of nonsense. Man, I'm dealing with a health issue. Well, you know, I'm working on it. I'm not, I'm not going nowhere. All right. So yeah, what's man. going on? What, what you got? What do you want to share? Oh, yeah. Um, well, um, you, uh, here I was listening to, to you on, on Facebook about you were talking about the Garifunas. Uh-huh. So yeah, the Garifuna, the culture of Garifuna is so beautiful because they 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 are pro they they very it does a good example that the so called brother from the South Bronx or, or any part call it the South African Americans they see this group of brothers and sisters as a unity dealing with the music right. dealing with the culture right. protecting the culture. Uh, speaking their own language, they, they have their own dialect and everything. Very right. smart brothers and sisters, right. and and, right. I, and, and I, I, I admire the way they are because it's a, uh-huh. it's a unique group of brothers and sisters. is 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 outstanding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in my uh, what I call it the Caribbean side, well, we turn people here as a Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. The people are not Puerto Ricans because the word Puerto means port and rich, mm-hmm. rich port. So we, mm-hmm. none of us, we, we are that. But no, the Taino people, always, the Taino, huh? the Taino. Well, we got Taino, Taino means good people. People call, oh, we are we Morenos. Mm-hmm. The thing is the people, they don't understand in the Caribbean. Because don't forget the the mel- the the brown the melanin people brothers and sisters the olive skin people 
here mm. in the island, they feel inferior because they they don't have nothing. They don't know anything about the the who they are. Right. And when you mm-hmm. try to reach them, they run away from you. Right. You know, mm-hmm. because they they still feel inferior. You know, uh, and they're still talking that black thing, that black that. You know, but you know they they do. They do the special forums on Facebook and crying and you know like a, like a, mm-hmm. I said bitching and moaning like little sissy and, and that's not the way that, to conduct ourselves like that anymore because right. we're not black nigga in color neither Puerto Rican neither Dominican um, you know and, and it's a mis, uh, you know is a big misleading. Because look at look at what's going on these days now. Well, we mm-hmm. have a, a, a pandemic. They put a they put on to the people. They they put a, a gospel, you know, to cover their mouth like a good slave. So they mm-hmm. you know rampage. You know, uh, they're still out there. The only reason so, why you know, they, all of this stuff happens uh-huh. to us because we allow it. Yes. No one really yes. stands up, and you know we know it's wrong and doesn't feel right, but we still allow we them do. to control, to have that control. Yeah, uh, um, I've been talking to hundreds of people about not to get the vaccine. They still do, you know, nothing that I can do. When, when I don't tell nobody not happen. to get it. I just tell them, I'm, you know, I choose not to. They can do whatever they want. <laughs> you know, yeah, you have a yeah, choice. Yeah. To do whatever they want, you know. I, 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 I think my, you want to take it, take it. You know. My best advice, my best advice to tell the people, whoever you know is vaccinated, when the new pandemic comes, stay away from those people. Mm-hmm. Well, they got because one calling the be... monkey chicken pox or monkey pox coming now. They talk about <laughs> they found monkey pox and the person is in a hospital. Uh, that's the that's another one they're talking about. I don't know if they're gonna, you know, make that go. Then you got the the variants that they're saying now. They're blaming all of the new cases on unvaccinated people. Uh, I think even uh, they were saying, I'm like, okay, uh, if you have the vaccine, then what's the problem? You should be okay, right? Mm-hmm, so yeah. why are you worrying about unvaccinated people? It doesn't make sense. You know, um, but unvaccinated people are still getting it too. But then they're saying it's not as severe. You won't get it as severe. You know, they got all the science all of a sudden to know that what's not severe, what is. I, you know, it's all. You well, know. that's what they've been doing here. Uh, it's all propaganda. The media, the radio station, is all propaganda. They always, we, you know, we all these force, force, a positive, and, and they're making, uh, you know, all kinds of assumptions by the Department of Health. That so many people, you know, it, 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 it's all mis- misformed because these people, they, the, the FDA. Didn't never approve it, that this is a, a vaccine. It's just in case of an emergency. Mm-hmm. So people are so stupid, they're still getting it. So that's their fault. You know? Right. So 
yeah, yeah, all I know all is I'm going to do what's best for myself. I don't give anybody advice on what to do and not to do when it comes to well, that. But the, you know, you could use like a clove, garlic. No, no, you could use clove, uh, a clove oil. Uh, oregano oil is powerful, you know, uh, in that you make your tea or you, you, you grow your own oregano, just chew it, you know, I have, I have that out here, you know, I'm, I'm well prepared with that, mm-hmm. you know, because people, people that don't, you know, I have to keep my immune system high, so, you mm-hmm. know, I'm not going to let nobody to 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 damage what I've been doing, what I've been doing with myself through all these years, you know what I'm saying? You know, because like, let me tell you mm-hmm. something. For the past four months, I've been fighting, and mm-hmm. um, I, I was Turpentine. in the stage I couldn't walk. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't get the turpentine here. I don't get that. Y'all don't get the uh, programs for your turpentine. No, what I get is. What I get, no, I don't get that. I wish I could have a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've been, uh, I've been taking all kinds of stories about it. Store? They used to. They don't have it no more. But wow. I stay away from these people. You know, trying, you know, I've been doing all the stuff, you know, with herbs. Okay. So, you know, hopefully I just started a new treatment about a month ago. So hopefully I'll be good in the next six months. From now, I'll be, this tumor might go down, you know. Okay. So, yeah, um, you you still got your website and all that stuff? Yeah, com is still there. Okay. I haven't yeah, talked to yeah. you some time, you know. Yeah, you know, I've been disconnected some time. I watch a lot of stuff on YouTube, you know. Mm-hmm. And right. download and, you know. But you okay. got my number. My number is still the same. Give me a join, download Telegram. Give me a call, and um, I lost everybody's number though. Right. Okay. And, and, I, and I get a lot of good information about the vaccine and all that good stuff. Good presentation and everything. I think people okay. have to stay away from that garbage. All right. You know. Yeah. And people and people need to come together more than ever before because now this thing is about being black and white. It's about everybody. It's in the path hole. Yeah, everybody's going to be. Everybody's in the path hole. Everybody. Yeah, man. They don't care. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all, all right, about fear. I think we, we, should, we should be talking about solutions. That right yeah. here, I'm here, boy, thinking, I, they, nobody wants to join me because everybody want to be chief. Yeah. You know, and I've been involved with this for over 30 years, you know, and I've seen so many crazy stuff. Look at what happened with this guy upstate New York with all these. That's ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, everybody move want to move that way, mm-hmm. you know. You know. All I, right. I don't, I, me, me personally... I don't use the Constitution. For mm. me, I don't care. I don't use that Constitution because I use I use something better. Okay. If I, I, we most have Soviet Constitution. We have the right to indigenous people. And we have that, that Constitution. You enforce it, but don't claim that Constitution is yours. 
No, I, I, it's I not think for that you. Kind of it's because it's their contract, it's for them. not yours. Yeah. Exactly. Use it to to throw this stuff in their face, but don't use it that be, that belongs to you. Mm-mm. I don't you use know? it. I use it for them. Let them know, hey, this is your your deal, not mine. Yeah. Um. All right, brother. I gotta move on. Hey, Appreciate whatever you do, don't hurt nobody. Keep on. All right, man. You got my All number. Right. Give me a call when I you get got a chance. It. Okay. I want, right. I'll keep, keep me update. Give, give me a call as, a, as an update. Okay. All, All right. right. No problem. Peace, brother. Right. Peace, everybody. Right. Thank Peace. you. All right. Anybody, I see some people on Blog Talk. Press 1 if you have a question. Um. Okay. 904386. You got to uh, turn down your radio. People on your computer. Uh, turn your radio down. You can hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but you need to turn the uh, computer down or whatever yeah, you have can... going in the background. All What's right. Good, brother? What's going on? Everything's good. Yeah, I can, hey, what do you have to say or question? Yeah, well, yeah, the brother that I was on, I just want to let him know, look, a teaspoon of Epsom salt a day will help that shrink, okay? It breaks yeah. down blood pressure. It reverses arthritis, um, mm. asthma. The list goes on. A teaspoon of Epsom salt a day. It really helps you to keep you be, uh, keep you hydrated. That's number one. Number two, FDA also disagrees with the COVID shot, and they also have a line. They have they have a website that they provided with all the the graphs of all the deaths that it causes from the FDA. FDA. I placed it on. Yeah, the FDA. I placed it on the link of your Facebook comment uh, link. So if anybody okay. needs to know the dangers of it, FDA has proven all the dangers. The list goes on. But they're the ones who said think. they can use it for, isn't that what the, the ones who said they can use it for the emergency authorization? I don't even know. I just know that they're saying the opposite on their webpage than they are saying on the media that's controlled by, you know, the other get, people. Okay, there's my Facebook page. Uh, where did you put it? You, you sent it to me in a message mm-hmm. or... I'm looking at the show link and I and I text at the bottom of the show link. Elijah. Uh, uh, I'm looking for give me some. I don't see it, brother. You don't see it? Okay, I'm looking at it right now. Let me there, go to so. my. Uh, let me go to my uh, page where I shared it. Okay, so it this says vaccines related bonds and product advisory. It just comes from the .gov, FDA gov. Consistent may not be able to fully access the information. CBA plans for monitoring. What's the date of this? Okay, but this was last year, October twenty second. Yeah, So where in here will I find what you just said? So I don't have to. Okay, if you. If you scroll all the way to the bottom, you should see a snapshot they provided, and it has all the side effects of death, strokes, cardiovascular. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm mean, acknowledging now that all of that stuff is happening, but they're still saying the benefits outweigh the um, the risk. Even the documents say that the COVID shot only only helps at a 
Where's the say So that? you know who controls the media, the Rothschilds, and the media going to tell one thing. So they put this where you can barely even find it. Well, they got a whole list of. <laughs> okay, here's some of the. Uh, I should share the screen. They probably <laughs> gonna take this down. If I do, <laughs> I know they're gonna do this. But that, they got a lot of a uh, lot of uh, things here that they. Hang on, let me uh, see if I can share this screen here. Uh, Chrome tab, there. There it is. These are all of the risks. I'm not going to read them out. I'm not, and I'm not going to say that c word. So y'all can just see it. These are all of the things that you're taking a chance on getting <laughs> or dealing with. If you get jabbed, I, I that's that's a it, it even say deaths. <laughs> like that one thing right there would stop me, right there. Like okay, let's go. This is from actually this is from last year. I'm just I'm not gonna read anything. I'm just gonna scroll through so everybody can see it. Right there, that is what he's talking about. Oh, my light went out. Man, I've been on too long. I need they they shutting off lights around here. <laughs> it's just gotten dark. Uh, what a coincidence. That used to last a whole show. Um hit that light for me, because it's gonna be dark. It's gonna get a little brighter here in a second. Um yeah, that's good. Um I'm not going to read it. I'm just going to scroll through. I'll actually put this link in the chat for people. Good information, brother. I'll put this in the no chat. Because they, they listen to key words, so, so uh, they got that AI. Uh, passive surveillance, active surveilling. So October 2020, and this is for all the people that say they do their research. We already know about this system here that's on the screen. And I, I had recorded and did a little video on how many people had died. Um, and um, so this is one of the reasons why they haven't approved it as a V word. Because if they did that, then they would be responsible for all of this. Um, so that's why it's emergency use. But it's not approved as a they also issue. They also claim they also even admit about the nanobots. Really, in this that in this article, I have to read through this. Yes, yeah, you got to read through it. That's five G network upgrades for a reason. Oh, I, I see that. I don't speak on because I don't know. Right. Then what? What's the Vaccine enhanced disease. What is that? That's one of the side effects. Yeah, they enhance the disease. They're, they're dying from the shots. They show up with a with a simple cold in the shot and they die you're from it. You're talking too oh, much. Oh, right, 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 right. Use code words. You see, I'm not saying right, that. right. Be yeah, careful. Bad night clothes. Uh, yeah. It says vaccine enhanced disease. 
Like that's a separate thing. All right. Um. I'm I'm looking. I'm just scrolling so everybody can see it for themselves. So my my thing is, oh, these are the acknowledges. I don't see nothing about what you just said about nanobots or anything in here though. Maybe if I just did this. And, uh, you know, nothing. Yeah, see, when I speak on these things, I like to speak on what's actually there. I know a lot of people are making that claim, but I'm not saying it's true or not. I just like to speak on facts. I t- I would suggest people look this stuff up. This a lot of, and this stuff is really serious stuff that could happen. This is not nothing minor. It ain't saying headaches. It's talking about uh, bad pregnancies. Mm-mm-mm. All right, brother. I appreciate your comments on that. All right. No problem for your boy, Michael. Appreciate All right. You. All right, peace. Yeah. 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 I, uh, you you still stuck on the words, bro. <laughs> uh you yeah. Um I don't wanna certain words I will not use. But y'all saw the article, the links in there, y'all go do it for yourself. Um now I, I wanted to bring something up. JJ Olson said that in Africa, they call our people white in parts of that. Yeah, that's true. Because in, in this dictionary here, black means pale. So I could go, and I've read those definitions over and over. Actually, I played a clip where that was going on. All right, it's after nine. And uh, if somebody, I see some people on blog talk. If you want to say something, I can get you. If you don't, if you don't press that one, I'm out of here. Give you about 10 seconds. Press the one. I see you on there. Called in. With that being said, then, then uh, that's it for me. Um, y'all have a good night, and I will see you next time I do a show. That could be tomorrow, next week. You know, you know how I do. All right, peace. That was awesome to watch. All right, in this episode here.